Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Talking Creation Podcast. I'm Theo, your host, and I bring on guests every week uh, where we talk about predominantly the music industry, uh, photography, video, videography, and technology and stuff. But we talk about computers a lot, and also this episode specifically, I bring on Luke like every five, six, four episodes, four, five, or six episodes. Hello. Um, where we talk predominantly um, about science. So if you're not into that type of stuff, then I'd sort off right now. But we do talk about other stuff too. So do stay if you're like yeah. just about uh, just about there. Yeah. Well, quintessentially, <laughs> I'm Theo. Um, Sixteen-year-old guitarist, photographer videographer, all that good stuff, YouTuber, content creator, podcaster, fucking hell, I've got a lot of things. <laughs> Who are you, Luke? Uh, I'm Luke Beasley, professor of all science, um, <laughs> the daddy of all knowledge, um, amateur musician, so I can keep up with everything that Theo's saying, um, <laughs> but I'm not as good at guitar as him. <laughs> yeah, well, you're, so, you're at the point where you can, you know, you, you just can anyway, just because of the knowledge that you've gained over yeah. a while, but... Okay, um, so we have got um, six topics to talk about. So uh, we've got to talk about your channel, Luke, because you have a brilliant channel called Fly With Bezo. That's the one. Um, We're going to be talking about changing my Instagram account when I hit 5,000 followers and stuff I'm going to do. We're going to react to the, um, the video from In A Nutshell of the about uploading your mind to the cloud. To live forever. For live forever is going to be really cool. And then we're going to discuss it. Two monitors supremacy. <laughs> um, basically, basically just monitor prejudice at this point, because if you don't have two monitors, like the amount of workflow that decreases is unbelievable. And just laughing at everyone that only has one. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about the physics test that we did today. Um, how was it and shot. Um, and we're also on the topic of that. We're going to talk about the education system in schools. <laughs> Because I saw a meme that um, Tom sent me, so we're gonna look at that as well. Yeah, sure. So, your channel, Flight with Bloody Bezo. Flight with Bezo, yes. It is the supreme leader <laughs> of all channels. Well, yeah, maybe not in terms of subscriber count, but maybe of oh, no. quality. Content, yes. content, that's what I'm about. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's what. So. 24 subs, basically chilled flight simulation, as it says, we're there. Um, he's got two episodes of Flight with Bezom. Where would you like to describe what the fuck you're doing? <laughs> okay, so in both videos, I'm sort of flying a jet from one airport to another, and I'm sort of talking the viewer through the process in sort of a chilled out but light hearted, jokey kind of way. Yeah. Um, there's lots of time lapses, uh, music. The first one, uh, Theo actually edited for me. Yes. And the second one I edited myself, and I sort of learned the uh, the fun and the struggles of editing a video. No. <laughs> like uh, realizing that it doesn't automatically save your video, so when you're six hours into editing and it all disappears, it's all for nothing. <laughs> but um, we got there in the end, uh, taking a bit of a break with video making just for now uh, over the exam period, but uh, one week, two weeks, and I'll be straight back on it. Mm hmm. That's exactly what's happening with um, like my entire situation. Like, yeah. Because I, you know, 
I can't really be making videos in exam periods. It's going to be a bit, you know, and, AIDS. Yeah, and you'd be stressed out as well. You'd be like, hi guys, it's Theo Salvatore from Talk Creation Podcast. I have an exam tomorrow, but yeah, yeah we've got to make some videos. You know what? That's what happened in the, um, in the Welsh, no, in the last episode of the podcast. Um, yeah. I only realised that I had a Welsh exam midway through really so I was really like, shit <laughs> i forgot to revise for that well do you need to revise for welsh i mean in my case yeah oh i mean we... you've got you've got the fiverr business and you translate in welsh he makes money just translating welsh for people online it's crazy yeah entrepreneur entrepreneur should we talk about your welsh exam <laughs> yeah so in the welsh exam um they thought i did well, I did. So something called Apgaridi or I don't know what uh, it's, it's called. Uh, University of Bangor app dictionary. It's okay for translating individual words, but you can't translate more than one word. So and that's what happened. They thought that I cheated and used Google Translate and plagiarized something from the internet. Uh, but what's actually happened is Theo's written up his um, Welsh using an online dictionary for the harder words. I imagine. Mm. Yeah. So, and it's... then memorised that and then spat it back out in the exam. And apparently that wasn't okay. Yeah. So that's annoying, but... Um, it yeah, works so... out for you because you get to just um, do it for a second time. Yeah. This is flight. Can you hear that? <laughs> yeah, I can hear this that. This flight with Bezo. It's going to be great. Is this the one with the... Oh, no, this isn't the one I did to the intro. This is the one I edited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, hello everyone. Hello everybody and welcome to Flight with Bezo. Today we're going to be flying from Cardiff to Edinburgh. And I know what you might be thinking, how is there a kale? You sound very like... I don't know, yeah, the first one I was a bit stressed out. Like I was sitting there, I was shaking a little bit and I was like... Ah, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And I was sort of like, oh God, what do I even say? Because it just sort of, as I pressed record, it hit me that I've actually got a sort of narrate what I'm doing for the next hour. And the second episode, you can tell us a lot better. Yeah. Because you like, you wrote like a script for it, didn't you? Uh, for the first one. It was sort of the, one of those things where I wrote out this script and I just sort of threw it out the window. And you can kind of tell there's a bit of like anxiety almost there. Yeah. Well, Minecraft at Cardiff. And I think I did okay though. Well, the first episode. Yeah. I think yeah, no, good. no, it was fine. It, it was really good, but I'm just saying like you sounded yeah, very... Yeah. yeah. Are there any aircraft at Cardiff at all? Why was I whispering? I don't know. (laughs) Midway through the video, you talk normally, but then you're like, Hi guys, welcome to Flight with Peter. I have bad news, the engine just failed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm about to crash the uh, aeroplane into 600 pedestrians on the street. (laughs) But I'm going to whisper this. (laughs) Flying over yesterday, had a bit of an engine failure, had to land at Cardiff. Although we were en route to Edinburgh, so now we've got to reposition the aeroplane to Edinburgh in order to be on time for the flight to Amsterdam tomorrow morning. This is all fake, by the way. I don't know why I made this up. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why I said that. To be fair, I was flying the day before, and I did land at Cardiff because of an engine failure. It was pretty nuts, to be honest. I'm sad I didn't record it. Well, it adds context if you say what you do. Trouble is, it sounds like too forced. People are like, nah, that didn't happen. You just made that up. Yeah. But that actually did happen. I was flying in and I was like, this is all going well. I was didn't actually go to Cardiff, like I said. But um, yeah, the engine failed. And I was like, oh, maybe land at my favourite airport. For your videos, do you like do the run beforehand? Do you do the flight before? Um, well, I can say no. But when it comes to flying in UK airports, I, I know the procedures sort of 
anyway, sort of thing. Yeah. It's not like I've flown that exact route, exact airway, exact beacon to beacon to beacon. Yeah. It's sort of like, I know the departure from Cardiff. I know I've planned out the route and I know the arrival. So from one route to another, if you're landing at one normal airport and another normal airport, it's pretty much similar. Yeah. And that's fair enough. Just going to happen with us sitting around, so let's go into the cockpit. The airplane's pretty much ready for push and start. I've got the route all dialed in. Everything's pretty much ready to go. This is uh, where I started. Um, we just this is one thing I wanted to fix was like and push back essentially. I was saying a lot of words that I imagine a lot of people didn't even know what I was talking about. And I was like, oh, we're just going to hop into the cockpit. We're pretty much ready for push and start. And yeah. I just watched it and I thought people don't even know what push and start is. Well, so, I mean, if they're coming to see chilled flight simulation... Well, yeah, I suppose I must got to assume that my viewers have basic knowledge. Um, this is what I was thinking of doing, like, categorising my flights of how complicated or in-depth I was going. Like, some of them could end up being, like, tutorials, like how yeah. to fly, how to start the engines, uh, whereas other ones would, like, maybe no, no, no talk at all, just time lapses and yeah. that sort of thing. yeah. Uh, but that's something I need to address. Yeah, well, that, that makes perfect sense. Our cruise level for today is going to be 28,000 feet. We'll be departing to the north of Cardiff, uh, sort of over Brecon Way. So you get the drift, basically, yeah. and then you go into it, flight. It picks up. It, it picks, picks up. It gets a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I promise, it, it does get better. So make sure you go to subscribe to his channel. Yeah, there'll because, be a card up here somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So, I I edited this and added this music, but we'll see the one that Luke ed edited. Um, we'll see my out my like end sequence where when you're landing, I got the split screen, which is really cool actually. Yeah, I can't but, actually remember what mine looked like. Probably not. As I good. think yours looked better. I you think, think the text looked better. Yeah. All right. Because in Final Cut, you haven't got. Okay, and in Final Cut, you haven't got very good text on it. I don't but. know if you saw that, but. The pappy lights next to the runway just decided they'd become visible. Yeah, you can hear I've uh, talking up a little bit, to be honest. Mm, yeah. Dude, my Wi-Fi. So you can what? see <laughs> the split screen thing, which looked fine, but I think yours looked better. Yeah. You can see how far I was um, watching the video. Ah, <laughs> look at the timeline. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's funny, isn't it? It's cool. Um, and I remember your little messages midway through the... Yeah, the I thing. Th hey there, it's me again. <laughs> please subscribe, or if you don't, or if you don't like this video, please let me know in the comments. Basically, trying to bait people into giving you interaction. I'm gonna way. like put in the next one. Please subscribe, or the passenger in seat A3 is gonna get ejected from the plane. <laughs> <laughs> that is an idea, actually. So you'll be able to see the split screen thing now. Was this HD or 4K? Because I swear. Uh, it was 4K. like. Yeah. Forgets to clear throat. Yuck. <laughs> I think you put too much effort into editing. Yeah. To be honest, I, like, it was one of those things where you start editing and then, like, you're editing and editing. Like, oh, I could, I could do that. I could do that. I think I've got to build up a bit slower. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but the attention to detail is still really good. Yeah. I want to. Yeah. 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 You're right. Oh, my video stopped for some reason. Oh, dear. I think it's every 12 minutes it stops. But. Very windy. Um, let's make sure that all gets rolling off. We'll make some lights and sounds, but that's a bit. Oh, you're speaking very okay. quietly here. I know, yeah. So we don't get 
get too I did actually show the... Uh... Oh, you were there on stream when I crashed. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually crashed while doing this flight. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was flying in. I think it was, maybe it was this one. I, I cut it over weirdly because I don't, I don't show people my mistakes, you know. Um, but I was flying in and uh, the day was actually very stormy. I think, yeah, stormy hop to Amsterdam. And what happened was I just stalled out and like flopped onto the runway. <laughs> and I was like, I was sitting there with everything recording and all the, the boys in the chat in the, in the room. It was so funny. And I was just like, shit. <laughs> I'm not sure when your dad came in too. That was oh, he's like, oh, Luke, can we go for a walk? And I was like, bugger. <laughs> <laughs> you could cut that bit out. Uh, yeah, yeah. I could have done. So but. you can see that the, the font is and the animations are so much nicer. Yeah. Yeah, the thing like is... Like the C10F. To be fair, I didn't have that information. But yeah, I, that's just something I just thought of. It's uh, still really cool, though. Like, speed is when the animation comes on now. When you look. You see? Like, yeah. It's just, it's just more professional. To be fair, it was just using the default stuff. That, uh, I can't remember what tool I used. DaVinci. Da that's the one. DaVinci yeah. Resolve, yeah. That's, it was just default. So mm. I just thought, yeah, I'll use that. But yeah, you get the drift. Go subscribe to Luke, Luke's channel, please. Um... Yeah, thank you. Thank you all very much. <laughs> um, and also, we've got to look at the mind upload thing. But I'm going to look at that later. Um, so, yeah, we've got another topic. We've got an another topic? Another topic. Another. 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 Yeah. Not so, another. <laughs> changing my Instagram account at 5k followers. So, so you haven't actually told me about this. So this is the first time I'm hearing this. Yeah, so basically, uh, my master plan mm -hmm. is to like, <laughs> the master plan is to like, as soon as I hit 5,000 followers, yeah, I'm going to change my username and change my profile picture Yeah, to be my own personal guitar in account instead of like a meme page, theme yeah. page, guitar theme page thing. Like, yeah, yeah. So, the reason why is because I was thinking of changing it when I hit like 20k or something, which is really far in the future. But yeah, when I hit like a bigger milestone, I change it to my personal account. Mm -hmm. But then realized people would have followed me for memes and wouldn't have liked my playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's better to change now. now. Yeah, now. Yeah. But what I'm still gonna do is post memes. Basically, my bio at the moment is. Um, 16 year old guitarist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, got my goal of the followers and yeah, stuff, yeah, like yeah, yeah. 4.7k out of 10k or whatever. Um, and then I've also got that I share my favorite memes and my guitar playing. So it's sort of going to prioritize the guitar more. And it's called sharing my guitar journey. Oh, okay. So I share memes I come across and playing and new stuff that I learn. Yeah. So I think that's a lot better to stick with <laughs> in all uh, Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to change when you're at like 100k. People will yeah. be like, why, why, why do they follow this guy? But mm, exactly. Yeah. Well, I would just lose a ton of followers. What are you going to change? Uh, what are you going to change it to? Probably Theo Salvatore guitar. Oh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> no, yeah, like the Theo Salvatore photo I had. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I, I think it'll all be fine. It'll I'm be just fine. overthinking it. Really, for some reason, but people might not even notice the change. This guitar content, memes content. Yeah, well, I mean, people do know me as Mixed Music Productions now. Yeah. But when people repost me to my story, repost me to their story and yeah. stuff. But it's not the end of the world. I mean, it might be that you sort of see like a little dip and then it goes back up, maybe even higher. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because then people actually follow me for like, oh, this guy actually does. 
to yourself tour. Because to be fair, when you see like Mixolydian Music.co.uk, I'm like, is that a banking business? Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. I'll chuck some music on now. Guess who? Guess who? Guess who we're going to chuck on? I don't know. Maybe, let me think. Joe Bonamassa? <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard this? What's it called? Walk in My Shadow. Do you know I haven't? It's so good. Bro. Let's do another Joe Bonamassa reaction video. <laughs> Should we actually do another one? Should we react to another one? Yeah, why not? I mean, that one, last one got like hundreds of views. Oh, yeah. Let's do one right now, actually. Let's do it. Let's do it. Right, okay. Um, so my favourite, um, like, video or thing I've seen of him is from Live at the Rock Palace. Now, that was an amazing show. Yeah. But I think we should look at one of his closer one like, yeah, like walk, so that walk in walk in my shadow yeah has he done that live yeah um he did it in april oh nice and, and it was really good he's i've only just realized how how much he's refined in his playing yeah dog get out legs <laughs> get out Don't worry. close the door on their way out <laughs> it's fine we'll leave the door <laughs> What do you say? You know, it's like you can hear the. We were talking about this the other day, actually. Like, it's sort of become more orchestral. Like, his mm. playing has become more orchestral. Yeah. And you can hear that at the start. It's actually hard to tell where Joe Bonamassa is in yeah. the music, but you could. He comes in and it's like, wow, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I have heard this one. I played it. Um, oh, I'm st- I'm learning to sing and play this song. Oh, nice! It's really cool. Nice. What I've noticed, right, is what they do is I saw seen saw a couple. I've seen a couple Joe Bon Mass interviews, and basically what they do, yeah, is for their shows or big shows, is they get a camera crew and audio and hip, hook up microphones to everything, and basically like make videos like this and yeah. post it to their YouTube to grow. It's really smart what Joe's done. He's really capitalised on the music industry, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, and the video making is... Yeah, of course, because he's got that huge plethora and, like, library of videos. It's exactly, like, yeah. It's guaranteed you're going to find one you like, you know? Yeah, precisely, yeah. I'm going to shut the door. What, like, what's the sort of tone he's using? Is this that's really unique, isn't it? Hmm? It's sort of like quite clean and dry. What now? His guitar? Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
It's quite. It's got very little reverberable delay, which yeah. is really different compared to his old tone. It's, it's usual. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, well, actually, we can type this. We can title this clip "Reacting to Joe Bonamassa Now Vs Before." Yeah. Sure. Or something like that. We're we'll, we'll watch another one now. Because it is sort of very clean, almost too clean. Yeah. Like. Yeah. about like the playing becoming more orchestral I don't like it yeah you, you prefer it just I on prefer his own. the power trio with his martial amps distortion yeah. Yeah. echo uh, delay reverb yeah I prefer old Joe to new Joe I which mean, is unfortunate like it's cool that he's got these new I like his style what he's done with the new instruments oh, don't, coming don't, in don't get me wrong I love both of them but it's almost like he's trying to sort of supplement his own playing too much with the other like artists yes. joining in yeah uh, yeah i'm not sure how i feel about it i feel i want it to be more joe bonamassa than joe bonamassa and the orchestra yeah yeah like more him on his own so exactly it, like it would be cool if while he's taking a little break from doing the solo in the song that the orchestra comes back up but when he's playing a solo by himself for it to be more him yeah exactly yeah <laughs> Like, for example, the organs get yeah. solos, and I'm like... I, it's like, why? Why It's not all... I understand it's, it's like organ like he wants to play it. It's Joe Bonamassa, I'm here to... It's cool, but, you know... There's a big solo. It's like, skip to the Joe Bonamassa part on the Joe Bonamassa video. You got the drift. Yeah. He's got so much control. It's unbelievable, dude. It's unbelievable. So much control. Like, when he when he comes out to, to to play like that, he just steals the show when he's playing. But wait till you hear him when he was young. When he's younger. <laughs> dude, his playing is mental. This was the violin. This was the violin. Oh, fuck's sake. This was the violin. <laughs> this was the violin swells I was showing you. Yeah, yeah. Um, earlier. cool sound so that goes on for like two minutes and then the <laughs> intro is just unbelievable it's so nice yeah. just classic yeah yeah it's a mean sound yeah it's, it's mean but it's like melodic at the same time exactly
way, sort of doing like a slower take on his usual sort of yes. performance. Yeah. It's very um, different. Actually, this wasn't what I was going to show you. Yeah? Um, I was going to show you a new day yesterday. It's so... It's so unbelievable, dude. I love it so much. His tone, especially when he's just... His tone when he's <laughs> playing chords is unbelievable. Yeah. We should get sponsored. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to cut this bit out. Sure. Aren't you editing, Theo? You're going to cut this bit out, right? <laughs> right, okay, this dude... on the bends and vibratos yeah and also just like changing those like it's ridiculous phrases. he he has something what I call the touch <laughs> it's like you just have it or you don't have it like yeah exactly yeah. or you gain it with experience yeah both like just the chords Like that E chord yeah, is just yeah. so rich. It's like like gritty, but like in a good oh, way. Oh, it's like. gritty, but it's just got so much like, I feel like the chord and the tone just has, not the chord, the tone has just so much like content. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. how to describe it's, it. It feels full, doesn't it? Like, it's rich, it's full, it's got all the frequencies, it's beautiful. We should email him and ask him what he does to get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you... <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. It's fantastic. But yeah, um, the next topic that we're going to talk about is... Oh! Reacting to the Mind Upload video. <laughs> Back enough. on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Right, okay. Not Virgin Media. Fuck off! Edit this bit out, deal. <laughs> Edit this bit out. Right, okay. Desire to be free from the limits of the human experience. So, let's give it a bit of context. So, so this sure. is now into science stuff. 
Yeah, it's a big bit of a big jump. Yeah, um, but basically it's all about uploading your mind and living forever, uploading your mind to a conscious, a um, uh, like a system, a server. Yeah. 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 So. As old as our first stories, we exist in an endless universe, only bound by the laws of physics, and yet our consciousness is trapped in mortal machines made of meat. With the breathtaking explosion of innovation and progress, for the first time, the concept of leaving our flesh piles behind and uploading our minds into a digital utopia seems possible. Even like the logical next step on our evolutionary ladder. Mind uploading and digital immortality are some of the core themes of the game Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> it- I like they were sponsored to say I that. Know, that kind of annoyed me a bit. Yeah. Oh, well. I mean, they don't re- usually do sponsors, but plays in a grim dystopian future. It looks cool in their animation style. Far yeah, exactly. Today's <laughs> technology and explores what this could mean for humanity. About a year ago, CD Projekt Red asked us if we would like to make a video about some of these ideas, and we were immediately on board. So let's explore this topic together. Is it possible to upload your mind into a computer? Wait, should well, we just like stop here and like? Sort of guess what we think is the answer. It's such a complex topic. Definitely not now. No. But maybe in the future, you'd be able to scan a brain. It's like the level of understanding we have about the brain is so small. No. The amount of information and how it works, and it's just so powerful. I just don't think we're even capable of understanding our own brain. I know. Which is kind of typical with very a lot of other like or like organisms because they don't understand how their brain works well they don't really care (laughs) yeah exactly but like things that are conscious like uh was it dogs cats dolphins they don't understand how their brain works maybe like it's like a rule that every organism doesn't know how their brain works to prevent them from destroying themselves (laughs) yeah or like doing like basically he's doing some shit like this <laughs> like uploading your yeah. mind like i understand that we're intelligent enough to build all this technology but maybe not upload morally and ethically yeah <laughs> no the, what he talks about though in it is really cool um about how much like you how much centimeter how much information there is in per centimeter squared of brain it's so yeah. cool complicated The intro music is so good. The intro changes. It's really cool. I love the animation. Upload what exactly? Exactly. That's my first question. Mind is one of those words that are really hard to define. It's thought to be the collective abilities of your consciousness and intelligence. The thing that lets you imagine, recognize, and dream. Mind uploading is the hypothetical concept of making a copy of this inner world and transferring it into a computer to run a simulation of your consciousness. I don't think we but can do that for a long time. The <laughs> no. gets really hard, really fast. The possibility of mind uploading is based on three assumptions. Assumption one, your mind is in your brain's structure, arrangement, and biochemistry. The idea... That- I can pretty certainly say that it was ar- around your brain. Maybe the spine has something to do with it, but that's about as far as it goes out of the head. It's got to be in the brain. Where else would it be? You yeah. know, like... It's not like there's a spirit in your head. I exactly. Don't, I don't think it... Well, it's not really a question you can answer, but... Well, I wish I knew this answer, but it's so... It's annoying. It's, it's weird to think that all everything you perceive 
is like chemical. It feels like there's something else going on. I know. It's all chemical, biological interactions. Like how? Yeah, it's crazy. Everything about the mind can be found in the brain is called physicalism, and it keeps our discussion within the domain of natural law. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> At some point, we will understand the brain well enough and possess the technology to simulate all of its aspects to make a digital mind copy. Assumption three: Computer software can host your mind. Which means the mind is computable. There is no physical property in the brain, including consciousness, that cannot be simulated accurately, even if it requires a lot of code. All of these assumptions have been proposed and challenged by scientists and philosophers, and they remain the subject of passionate debate. With so many fundamental questions still unanswered, it's hard to discuss the topic without annoying someone. Whatever your Pretty much applies to everything. Yeah. Can't talk about anything without annoying someone. Well, it's sort of one of those things where science starts to breach politics and philosophy, isn't it? Yeah. Position. Every discussion of mind upload has to begin with the brain. The brain, in a <laughs> nutshell. <laughs> the brain is the most complex biological structure known and deserves its own entire video. So let's just take a brief look at it. Around 100 billion neurons are communicating via 1 million billion connections. Yeah, see, sending like, signals up to 1,000 times each second. You'd have to simulate that, like the amount of computing power you need, because well, yeah. you need the same computing power in a computer than you do have in the brain, right? Well, you know, if you think about it, it's sort of like doing um, a virtual machine on a computer. Like, exactly. You need the computer's resources, and you need a bit more. Um, Hundred million billion, or what? I can't remember the figure, but geez, yeah, that's crazy. Which is exactly. one quadrillion events every second of your waking life, and e like one qu quadrillion. What's the processing? What's the amount of processes a processor can handle? Right well, now, one like, core can do one process. What? Oh, shut up! <laughs> no, I mean like, you know, what's the? It's like four gigahertz or something. So what's that? Four million? Is it four million processes a second? Something like that. Or is it four billion? But it's nowhere near what they just said. Yeah. For, was it quintillion or something? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, Not just right. neurons, there are billions of supporting and immune cells of various types performing different jobs. On a macro level, the brain can be divided into sections with different roles from breathing... Yeah, so you, because you see the animation, it goes into the spine. Yeah. I think the spine has something Heart to do with the brain. To coordinating movement and well, the way I see it, it's like the spine is sort of like a highway for your senses. Bring the mic closer. So you sound loud, louder. <laughs> the way I see it, the spine is just sort of like a highway for your senses. Sort yes, of. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. The most developed part, the neocortex, or the outermost layer of the brain, hold memories, our ability to plan, think and imagine, hope and dream. Why are Tracy and her date kissing me? What the fuck? <laughs> Thanks for in a nutshell. <laughs> Mid-roll ads, come on. But you're better than this. I'm going to react to your video over here. <laughs> I'm giving you free exposure. <laughs> no, you have 15 million subs. <laughs> Where exactly the you part of the brain is situated is not entirely clear. We know that areas like the precuneus cortex have the greatest influence on our consciousness, but also that several areas can network together to share tasks none of them can do alone. The brain's building blocks are not exactly simple either. Neurons are not just wires, they alter and process information. I think that's given enough to talk about. 
It's a crazy it's, topic, isn't it? It's like, how the fuck do you upload your consciousness? Exactly. And how does that shift even work? It's like they were just saying, but they, they don't know where the you part of your brain even is. Because, you know, it's a lump of cells. Where, where are you? Mm. It's crazy. It's like, I'm really interested also to know, like, I want, it's annoying because this these calls for questions that I can't answer. Yeah. It's uh, so complex. You know, surely you'd think that removing someone's mind from their body would, like, kill them. Yeah. Like, if you think, because they'd have to trial it, and, and people then, would probably yeah. die. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Or they'd have their mind corrupted somehow. Or they'd start dealing with computer-like errors in a human brain. It's such a fascinating topic on, like, how, um, it's just all with how, like, because you need a human brain. Yeah. Because you can't really upload, like, a mouse's brain. Yeah. Because they can't tell you that it worked. Worked, yeah. You know, and they don't actually have a conscience. I mean, are you supposed to leave your body and leave your body behind? Like, how would... That you'd never be the same because you're just so used to like gestures like this for example yeah exactly but how would you control parts of a computer unless they harness the same nerve endings or mm. but then you wouldn't even have nerves because you wouldn't even be in a body so. and you can't just think about simulating the brain because they've also got to simulate your entire body to make it normal an entire world an entire system like it just takes so much computing power and co- and imagine one of the computers died literally like if something went wrong because it's gonna overheat at some point or something's gonna go wrong yeah like final destination type sort of thing no. <laughs> what the fuck what are you meant to do then I don't know see it, that's why I don't like it takes control away from you like, yeah. when you have a body you can run if you're in a computer what are you supposed to do like transfer to the cloud or something yeah like I mean you get to the stage where the computer can control if you run or not. It's almost like between, like, being liberal and shit. Like, do you want to be in a real body and be liberal? Or do you also want to be authoritarian in a in a computer that you can... Shut up, Theo, you alt-right computer. <laughs> computer Shapiro. But yeah, it's a really interesting topic, but... Too much for our brains to compute. I just can't compute and ask questions because I don't fucking understand. Like, yeah. what the hell do you, up- what do you upload? Well, I suppose you could upload your memories as maybe images and text. Like, well, I suppose you could upload everything as images, but then how would you make a smell file? Like, yeah. how would you code the smell of something into a file? There's like millions and millions of nerves in your nose. And like all the dip... Because there's so many variables that could happen in real life, right? Yeah, and I feel like your brain would just sort of self-destruct if you did something like that. I'd be like, this is completely wrong. Something's totally, uh, you know... And well, it that would just... person wouldn't be able to be alive because if you take away the conscious of that person, just because you develop a similar conscious doesn't mean that it's that person still, you know? Yeah, yeah it could be just a totally different person. Like, if you get two ident- identical IMAX... Yeah. They're still two different computers. Yeah, we still don't even know how people think. And, well, we, we have an idea, but we just don't know, you know? Exactly. On a, on a similar topic, did you know they're actually starting to use slime instead of, like, processors? 
we went to this talk a while ago. I'm not sure if you went. It was in the Bristol University. Oh yeah, yeah. And I do you remember? And, there, and um, there was a guy, and he was a bit weird, and he was like making us say words. But the gist of what he was saying was, every two years, because of Moore's law, the computers either get twice as powerful or they get like half as expensive or something. And what he was saying is that process has actually stopped. They're not getting more powerful now because the the sheer components and elements in the components they're using just can't handle the heat or the power anymore. So what they started doing is getting like these slime things that can do compute. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Do you remember that? I remember, yeah. yeah. it was crazy. It didn't really go in depth. So, mm. But, you know, if you could donate your brain overnight to do some processing, <laughs> like do Bitcoin mining. <laughs> do you imagine the amount of Bitcoin mining you could do with your brain? Yeah, you'd be a millionaire overnight. Literally. Dude, the brain is so powerful. It's unbelievable. Like they say, you can only consciously do about three to four tasks like at once. Yeah, but there's a billion things going on in the back of Exactly, it. yeah. Like imagine if there weren't a billion things going on. Imagine the amount of computing power we'd have yeah. if we didn't have to worry. Well, if the brain didn't have to worry. And if you think about all the other stuff that your body's actually doing, like these little embedded systems all over you, like your pancreas checking the... Pre- Wait, it's the pancreas that checks your hormone? Yeah, it is, isn't it? I think, yeah, secretes, uh, yeah, secretes hormones. Oh, which, which one is the one that like detects that there's not enough blood sugar? So we did this like six months ago. I've already forgotten. I know. GCSE is in a nutshell, right? Yeah. I... What is it? Is this... No, it's not spleen. It must be the pancreas. Yeah, because the pancreas detects it. And then it sends it like to the sends, liver. Sends gl- glycogen. To the liver. To, to the, the liver. liver. And then and that, that sets out yeah. insulin. Yeah. So I guess the liver is like the chemical production. And pancreas is like some sensor. <laughs> it's crazy. Unbelievable, the systems we have. Also, the... Um, I read something like... We stretched out all of arteries and veins and capillaries yeah. all out. You could wrap around the world four times. Yeah. Like, how the, nuts. How was that in my body, bro? I mean, to be fair, when you get down to, like, capillaries, it's, you know, the surface area is so big that you could just stretch it, stretch it, stretch it, stretch it, stretch it. Um, I think humanity will get to a point where we can get rid of every single body part except from the brain and it'll be like you just can't remove the brain sort of thing yeah. I reckon that's as far as we'll go but honestly you know it's so it's so we're not even dipping our fingers into the pool of intelligence yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to something you know like how physical dominance right now like if you have physical dominance over someone then you're typically the more like dominant person right once we remove all the body parts, yeah, intelligence and computing power will be the more dominant thing. Yeah, true. I can compute more instructions. Yeah, I can mine more Bitcoin overnight than you. Ah. <laughs> that's my point, though. Like, oh, that'd be cool. I suppose that's a bit like cyberpunk. Just putting little extensions on your fingers, like USB port or something. Yeah, you could do anything in a simulation, couldn't you? But then it just gets to the point where are you really human? Like, you have a brain, but are you really human? Yeah, and then you just. Oh, such a world of possibilities and variables. And the thing is, we'll never see it. Like, I oh, know we're we're gonna die. Yeah, we're not gonna see it, bro. It's that's what's pissing me off the most. Yeah. <laughs> we don't won't know the answer in our life. Oh, my headphones. We won't know the answer in our lifetime. And it's the same with like space exploration as well. So like, we're just starting to venture out. We're, we're born too late to sort of discover everything, like all the planets. But we're born too early to go out and explore them, sort of thing. And that's what annoys me. Yeah. 
Uh, it's existential crisis. <laughs> oh man. But um, was a chocolate orange I forgot about that. Two more, two monitors supremacy. Mm-hmm. So, would you like to talk to us about your setup, Luke? Yeah, sure. So, oh, you forgot to take a picture, didn't you? Oh yeah. You if can I take a picture you when you, you go back in, in post. Se- yeah. Oh, by the Editors. way, do you need to like reset the camera. I've done it. Okay, me. Um. Yeah. So. I have a curved 22 inch 1080 by, it's you know, 1080p monitor in front of me. And I have the same, not curved, on its side. Uh, yes. Next to that. Is it the exact same one? Uh, oh, no, because it's not no, curved. No, it's, it's not curved. Uh, it's sort of like an office type one, whereas mm. my main one is sort of like a gaming one, yeah. which has its ups and downs, but. I'm just blown away by the quality of the Mac. Uh, it's, bro, I love it. <laughs> uh, especially, we were just talking about this, the sort of wide view on it. So usually when you go to the side of a monitor... The viewing angle. Uh, usually when you go to the side of a monitor, the colours distort and you can't even see what's going on. It goes black or it goes white. But I can see all the colours on this Mac and pretty much everything on it, even though I'm 90 degrees to it and like can barely see the screen itself. It's really cool. Um, but having two monitors is another level sort of thing uh, so I can put word documents on tour one emails anything have a the workflow one. like especially with like uh, what's it called desktops and just switching between yes it's really cool um, we've got the setup now where we can see our thing is recording on logic and we can see our audio it's like as we speak now and yeah we'll see it like you can see that see the waveforms. Yeah, rather than hidden in the background somewhere, which is a bit of a nightmare because you can't see if it's stopped recording or whatever. Exactly. Like, like is... there are other signs, but sometimes you just can't pick up on them. Remember last time when we tried stuff in real life? Oh my God. <sighs> my crappy laptop. And we, we like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. We had the laptop and it stopped recording because this mic uh, unplugged. So if you've so, been... <laughs> if you've been watching me do this, it's because I'm making sure the mic doesn't unplug halfway yeah, through. last time we did it and it just... And we had such a good podcast as well. It was and like it was an hour and a half. An hour so and a half. Cool. And it was like 25 minutes in. It's it, uh, it unplugged. And so all you could do was Theo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is great, but there was no guest. It was just Theo talking to himself. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But I think two monitors is so... Oh, yeah. Especially when I'm editing videos, because I've seen a lot of people have this like setup where... They've got the bezels down the middle and then the two monitors like that. And I don't see the point. You're not really focusing on anything. You're just looking at a bezel. You have to always turn your head. I think having one monitor like that, one monitor to there, maybe having a monitor on top and then a vertical one by there. That'll probably be the ideal Yeah, you you need a vertical one, really. Obviously, you can't turn that one, but having the vertical monitor is like twice as good because it's just so nice how long things get on the vertical one. It's just lovely. No, yeah, you do that thing is 22 inches down, isn't it? I know, it's just nuts. It's, uh, it's lovely, though. Especially yeah. with Word documents. And you can just see so much text, and you're just like, wow, zoom in a bit. Like, Yeah, exactly, yeah. Too much. <laughs> I find it really... Um... <laughs> I find it, like, useful in the way that... Like, for the set, like, if we're, what we did was... For uh, DaVinci Resolve, for example, mm-hmm. or Final Cut, you have, I don't know, 
So you have a main, like, cinema HD. Yeah, yeah. Uh, HD, like, 8K. B- big curves one. Uh, no, 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 I'm on about, like, a really colour-accurate monitor. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, sure. So you get on the, the colours, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The main editing timeline thingy be there, and then, like, all the... Um, the so, like, you'd have the one up there as being, like, your output one. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. The yeah. timeline be there, and then your main colour grading thing on the right, and then whatever documents you have on the left. Yeah. That would be an ideal setup. Yeah. Like, that I mean, would be sick. 90% of the time, I have, like, music on the vertical one. Because I like to chop and change what I'm listening to all the time. I'm like, nah, this song's bad. Skip. Yeah. Um, Oh, and when doing um, school, online school, that was so cool. Oh, yeah. I didn't have the second monitor when we did online school, but you did. And it's like... I can't remember if I had Teams on the big monitor, the tall one. Uh, I can't remember now. I think I had Teams on the one. I was playing games on the other or something. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember now. Well, games, you're playing bloody something (laughs) Universe Sandbox or Kerbal Space Program. (laughs) Luke doesn't play games. He plays simulations of space. (laughs) Well, I do play some games, but I get bored. Name me one game you play. (laughs) Uh, I play a bit of Fallout 4 every now and again. Uh, Elite Dangerous as well, but space. Actually, Elite Dangerous, like, it annoys me so much, the physics. I started playing it, I was like, wow, the worlds are so cool, the space stations. And then, like, you just sort of fly straight down at a planet and you can just stop anywhere you like and you just completely stop. Well, it would have been horrible to implement that sort of gameplay where you'd actually do orbit around stuff, but it annoys me. Because you can just stop dead in front of a star and just, like, you don't fall towards or die. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking oh, well. about physics, sure. how the hell was your physics test we had today? That was such a good segue. Can I just applaud? Hit yeah. the like button Have you seen the Linus Tech <laughs> Tips segues? They're uh, unbelievable. Oh, yeah. oh, I saw one the other day and I was, like, blown away. What was it? Oh, I can't remember now. Their weird play is fantastic. <laughs> but, yeah. So they so, get too scripted, though, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, basically... <laughs> What well, our final so a, a, a um, an exam that decided most of our GCSE was uh, today and mm-hmm. Jesus Christ it's raining outside um, final GCSE today no an exam that decided the uh, physics percentage exam. a physics GCSE physics, exam yeah exactly um, and it was on stars planets and universe <laughs> which and, is our kind of deal which is literally my shit this is where I specify in so if I don't do good in this test I'll probably just kill myself <laughs> yeah. the sad part is we'll actually never know how well we did mm. I know so if we do bad it's like what did I actually do bad in I could have done well in the um, radiation, radiation yeah. one and then shit in this one or vice versa and we'll never that. know it's really annoying but I think in my personal opinion I think the test went very well yeah because I had looked, I've done like 60 pass paper questions. Oh, you love it, don't you? I, I love doing the pass paper <laughs> questions. It's so fun. Like, you can see all this shit. I love doing the pass paper qu- questions. Because yeah. it's just like regurgitating information I've known since I was like eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really fun. Um, How's it for you? I, ugh, I got into school this morning and I felt a bit sick. And then the time went on and I was like, feeling genuinely like I had a stomach ache but I think it was just worry and I was just sick with worry you um, feel better now though right oh yeah absolutely and then in the exam I thought I was actually going to be sick but afterwards it literally went away I don't understand it's never happened to me like that yeah before. that's really uh, interesting but, but to be fair now looking back on the exam uh, it was alright yeah uh, do you want to talk about some of the questions come up or yes I would like to actually um, so I can, oh, I've just 
can delete the PDF now. Okay, so let's look at my question paper. Because uh, WJC one. So you know, it mainly focuses on absorption spectra. Absorb, yeah, the absorption absorption spectrums. How redshift and CMBR—that is cosmic microwave, microwave background, background radiation. radiation. Yes. Uh, sort of our theory, our theories. That, no, they're not theories. It's like scientific evidence for the Big Bang theory. Mm-hmm. And we'll see other stuff. That's pretty much it. Oh no, and then obviously stars, planets, sort of basic collapsing, basic like knowledge about their how life. stars, the life cycle of stars, yeah. how solar systems form. Yeah. But the thing is, the tests that they've given us are so small that it's only about less than half of the information that's in the book. The thing is, I want a bigger test in this physics because yeah. one mark could be like four percent. I know, I know. Yeah, it's it, just what was too it? Much. it was, I think it was out of forty-five. 45. So a mark, each mark is more than two percent. It's really annoying, but. Yeah, so you've got to compare spectra in the diagrams of B and C and diagram A and whatever. But the main ones is this, um, the Hertzsprung-Russell diagram. I actually find this diagram kind of interesting. I find it really interesting. I spent like five minutes looking at it. I was Generally, like, yeah. at the end, when I finished my test, I was just staring at this, just analysing the information. I, was, I know some stars. I was like, where's Wolf on there? Is there like Ross 119 or something? I was looking for Re- Regal, I can't say it, and all the Centaur- Centauri ones, like... The B centaur, well, beta centauri. Yeah. I would love to just go somewhere and see a star that is not our own. That would yeah. just be nuts. Like a different colour star that's blue or like oh, no. red. How nuts would that be? It'd be crazy. Because ours is just whitish yellow, isn't it? Yeah. See um, a blue star, that'd be nuts. But you have to talk about the forces, yeah. um, you know, what radiation pressure and get gravity. Honestly, looking on it now, it's probably one of, if not the easiest test I've done so far. Touch wood, I really hope I do well. I think I've done well, it should be fine. Now, we're going to go into physics A-level now, and they're going to be like, oh, yeah, so you remember everything we told you in Stars and Planets? Well, that was a joke. <laughs> yeah, that was all a joke. No, I'm scared for A-level, because it's just going to bum us with math equations. And the thing is, I feel like we haven't really been given enough information about each subject. Yeah, sure, we've had videos about yeah, well, about each is, subject. That's but, my whole problem with the GCSE thing in general, yeah. which is another topic which we're talking about, sure. is um, the f- education system in physics. It's so, like, you know, they cover width over depth. Yeah, they're, so they're covering a wide, wide variety, variety of, of subjects. subtopics. But now, because because now I, the only reason why I've been able to tell this is because it's actually going into a topic that I know, like stars, planets, in the universe. Yeah. And there's such little information. Like, do you remember when I brought up in in the physics class the fact that when stars, they, I said to Miss, I said, stars don't collapse in... To a, to a white dwarf, they lose their outer shells in a planetary nebula, and then what's left is mm-hmm. the core. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said, yeah, but you don't need to know that, so what they say is and gravity that, that is higher. And it's that. just like, shut the fuck up. It's important. It's like, if someone told you the topic list, and they were like, you're going to learn about the solar system, how the solar system formed, why gases, planets are in the outside, why solid are in the inside, why light from distant galaxies has shifted, and all this other stuff, you'd be like... That's awesome. Yeah, but they miss valid but, but details. Then it's just like, it's either a paragraph or a long paragraph for each, but it's just so skimmed over. 
I mean, to be fair to them, it's GTSC and they have to cater for everyone. But that's my point. Yeah, that's so they have to like look after everyone and make sure everyone understands it. it but it's somewhat frustrating because if you have a bit more knowledge and care a bit more about the physics, GCSE, yeah, then it's just <sighs> well, that's the good thing about us taking A level physics. Hopefully, it'll engage our brains a bit more. Yes, hopefully. Well, not that I found physics easy, because it no. wasn't easy. Like, it took my brain power, but I'm just saying, like... It's just not in written down in the way that we knew it, like... Yes. I could have explained to you how the solar system formed before we did learned it, but I would have said it in a completely different way, so I would have got, like, no marks. Yeah, and the way the fact that they... Um they judge you on how you say things rather than whether you actually have an understanding yeah because i feel like yeah it's like a difference between having an understanding of a topic and knowing it how it works word for word sort of thing yeah i think it's no having an understanding of the topic versus like knowing how to answer it in exam conditions the trouble is though if you start marking like that on like um do they understand? Then it starts. You start to lose accountability, kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Just the issue. The problem people have, like people, like they say, "Oh, you know, I'm going to teach you how to get 90 plus." So the meme I was on about uh, that Tom showed me was, yeah. "I'm going to teach you the concept of physics. I'm going to teach you how to get 90 plus in physics." Yeah. Now, my problem with that entire meme is because, is like. Why would they teach you the concept of physics for yeah. you to not do an exam on it and get a GCSE? Yeah. Who, if you're not going to physics, who cares? Exactly. It's not relevant to you. Physics exactly. doesn't matter. So they're gonna teach you how to get 90 plus in physics because you want to get a, another GCSE. Yeah. But when you go into A level, then understanding the concept of physics matters. But mm -hmm. then by the time you go into A level, you have the choice to not do physics. Yeah. So if you're complaining about learning how to get 90 plus in physics versus understand the concept of physics, you shouldn't have picked physics. Literally. Um, and Because they teach you the concept of physics. Someone was saying to me, in GCSE, they teach you like definitions and at A level, they teach you understanding. So hopefully it will... Yes. Work out a bit better. They don't just tell you learn this, they just tell you understand, remember you understand the concept. why it works. Yeah, which can be annoying in situations where you don't understand. Or where, or where you knew it before, but knew it differently. Yes, um, because what I learned with, um, like, I think one uh, subtopic of physics is like where I'm at the stage where, um, like, I don't fully understand the concept and it would take a lot of brain power and memory to understand the concept yeah. of everything. So it's better for me to learn how to get the 90 plus marks in the exam than actually understand the concept of it because it's more it's just more efficient to learn how to get higher grades in the exams and only learn the things I have to than understanding the whole concept, sure. which is where I think I'll trip sure. up in A-level yeah. because I'll be like, if there's something I don't understand, then You'll I'll have to take- You would inquire about it, wouldn't you? So. Yes, yeah. I'd have to understand the whole topic and the concept of everything instead of just learning what I need to yeah, learn yeah, yeah. to get good marks. So that's, I guess, an argument. But, you know, learning the concept is important for a good grade. Yeah, like, yeah. if you have it in... Like Callum, for example. Yeah. I bet Callum doesn't memorise, like, all these, you know... Uh, mark scheme if they mention you know he doesn't I don't think he memorizes the mark scheme not particularly for this test because I knew he marked it by the way Callum is uh, me and Luke's friend he's like basically barely revises and gets really really good grades he Luke 
a Callum revised for like 10 minutes for a physics it test. It just and revised got, 10 minutes before. And then and got like 90, 20% more 90 than both of us. <laughs> yeah, and we revised our asses off. <laughs> Which is painfully frustrating. I got like 75%. You got like, I think it was 85 Something like and that. And you got like 93. It was so... I can't tell whether he's lucky or a bit of everything. I just think he's really intelligent. Things just work in his, fact, his way. Yeah, like he... I think he's it has a really strong ability to infer... And have a short-term memory as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. I think he could probably read over something and memorise it word for word and then just yeah. blows it back out. Exactly, yeah. But, um, yeah, so the thing is with him is like he does this... Where he, the fuck was I just on about? Callum being able to like memorize everything. Yes. Or inferring. Yeah. Um, oh shit! I forgot. Callum like inferring information, and he doesn't actually. Oh yeah, no, no, no. So he understands the concept of physics, and because even though he doesn't know how to put it in. I think because he learns to understand the concept of it yeah. and then applies his logic to then answer the questions He's a very ask. logical person. Exactly, yeah. Um, so, so it gets to the stage where, like, he... If, plus, with his logic, plus, like, you know, um, being able to answer the marks from the mark scheme yeah, and yeah. being able to answer the questions like he's supposed to, yeah. then you get a really good combination yeah. of understanding it and being able to put it to logistical use. I think we go in too in-depth with stuff too. Like, you're thinking about it, you're thinking about oh, it. Oh, we all think it. Yeah. Remember, Callum in the Discord server. Yeah. I feel um, like he just sees the information as is and just like one plus one equals two for him. Whereas it's like, does one plus one equal one? I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> but I think what Callum has a really good um, thing to do is he sees one plus one equals two and then knows that one plus two, one plus two equals three, and yeah, he can yeah. infer the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I see we're pretty good at that too, but hmm? he's pretty gifted at that. We, we can do that too. Yeah, no, 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 I know we can, but I'm just saying he's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. His grades tell us that... Callum is just too high, high IQ AI. Yeah, Callum is just AI He's a robot. Callum, if you're watching, you're an Would AI. Would you reckon Callum is like a robot from Google? And like they're using him to train him to understand human behaviors or something. I think you're overthinking it again. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're overthinking the concept of Callum being good. Being a human. Yeah. Oh, Callum's like, ah, oh, they don't know. Yeah. But no. So that is the end of the episode. Wow. Um, it's been a mighty episode. And um, what's really pissed me off is that uh, the DSLR records 12 minutes, not 30 minutes. So I've had to restart it several times this episode, which is really annoying. Yeah. And to sick clap everything. But we got through it. So thank you all for watching slash listening this episode of the Talking Grecian Podcast. Hashtag 21. Um, <laughs> no, no, I don't, don't start a hashtag. Episode 21. Thank you all for watching. Uh, this is, I've been Theo, your host. This has been Luke, my guest. Thank you for having me. And see you next time. It's been very good. And we'll see you in the next one, everyone. Cheers, bye. Goodbye. <laughs>